0: The SGPN Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Bet $100 at Winbet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. And the NFL kicks off this week, so get ready for the season with 32 NFL team previews from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash-NFL-previews today, and the free roll football contest is back and better than ever. There's five thousand dollars up for grabs in our NFL contest and fifteen hundred in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash-discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash-discord.
1: Discord, I'm talking that thing so much lately. It's so full of people, and especially MLB's heat. MLB is heating up, playoffs are coming. Our Twitter is up, and that's kind of blown up a little bit lately. Too, our followers are growing pretty well. So, if you want to shoot us a follow, it is at SGPNFanBaseball. Uh, you could talk with either one of us there. We're always down to talk about some baseball or on Discord, talk about some baseball. Or whatever else you like there as well. Uh, but how you doing, Ryan?
0: Yeah, the Discord's been doing great. SG.PN slash Discord for that. Um, you can follow the Twitter account, as you said, at SGPNFanBaseball. You can follow you, Blake Meyer, at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. You can follow myself, Ryan Gilbert, at RGilbertSOP. Yeah, we're always available there, trying to talk some baseball here, and that's just what we're trying to do here at the SGPN Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Coming into either the semifinals of your of your matchup here, possibly the finals if you started early, or, or just possibly the first week even of of your fantasy baseball playoff season, hoping to give you some some winners here, some players you can pick up, some starting pitchers to target. Yeah, there's going to be there's a lot of guys coming in here. There's some mismatches this coming week up, so I'm excited to to see what you think, Blake.
1: I'm really excited for this upcoming week. I have one of my leagues. I only made the I made, I made the playoffs in two. One of them we're right in the thick of things, first week of the playoffs. There's uh, some two week long matchups, and then uh, my other league. It is the last week of the regular season, and it's kind of a win and pray to the Lord up above that I make it in because there's a lot of us kind of all potentially going to be tied with the same record for that. Last playoff spot so it's a really intense league which is not what i was expecting at all but i'm loving it because it's fun coming down to the wire i'm gonna hate it if i don't make the playoffs though but you know
0: yeah that that that's how it goes there and, and the one league i'm really focused on is is coincidentally the sgpn dj's baseball league we have here so it's the first week of the playoffs i matched up against jeff fox the waiver wired wizard as he claims his <laughs> team name to be and it's it's a I, it's a very close matchup right now on saturday night i'm up one run one home run stolen bases are tied he's up one win i'm up three strikeouts like I'm up 7-2 in the matchup, but it, it could easily be 7-2 the other way. I'm sweating it out. If you listen to this on Sunday, hopefully it goes my way. By Monday, we'll, we'll know what happens. But yeah, there are, this is the time of the year where every single player that you have in your lineup counts. And making sure you optimize those lineup spots are something that's going to be very important for you to win in the playoffs.
1: I'm going to start calling him the waiver wire wizard every time he turns <laughs> his article into me on Sunday. Huh. So. Thank you, Wizard. I that appreciate is. appreciate all the hard work that you do. But yeah, that's a that's a really close matchup. That's one of those ones that you feel like you got a lead if you just look at the like the overall yeah. score and then you really break it down. You're like, oh, man, literally one <sighs> one game in one day could change the entire outcome of that matchup. That's pretty, pretty impressive little matchup you guys got going. Uh, no, not biased at all, but I hope you beat Jeff listen to this fuck you Jeff Um, no offense yeah or yeah fuck you Jeff (laughs) (laughs) also that yeah it's perfect
0: it's it's so close right now right now I'm 53 for 196 he's 52 for 197 like one home run just would just completely just change the tide here so hopefully I hang on but you never know what's going to happen here
1: see that's the kind of stuff that we play fantasy baseball for though that's so fun like especially the amount of games there is and everything, and there's been some really high scoring MLB games lately. Yeah. Yeah. Which is making it even more fun. I think the as we record this right now, I think the uh, Red Sox are up like 15 to four, or 17 to four. Or something are they like really? That. Yeah. The and the White Sox just won 14 to two the other night. Some crazy high crazy high scoring yeah. games. And yeah, let's see. 17 to 4. They just 17 won 17 four. to
0: 4. White Sox won ten two. Yankees won ten three over the Rays. That, that was a big game there. Uh Texas the Met,
1: is up or losing nine to three.
0: The Mets are up big on the Marlins. That should be expected though. Eleven one. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's some some blowouts
1: out there. God, the Marlins are bad at baseball. They're so they're so weird. I'm I have plans to write a column in the offseason about like the dynamic of their team, because realistically on paper, they should be, they remind, this is where my mind's going a mile a minute. And I want to say 8 million things at once, the way their lineup and their prospects are set up. They remind me of the Baltimore Orioles going into this year. They have a bunch of good hitters. Jazz Chisholm is elite. Mm -hmm. He's good. Like they're pitching. Is elite. Their pitching prospects are elite, and it's one of those teams where, like, you look at it and you just peek at their lineup. They got some. I mean, they they start. It's a bad lineup. It's it's a bad lineup, but they have those.
0: John Birdie is a good guy to roster. Second base, third base, outfield. Get you some get some stolen bases. Bats for. He'll get you the
1: steals. Yeah, he's having he's having a career year, but he'll 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 get you the steals. He's still John. But it's just one of those lineups where, like, you look and you see like those the bright spots on there and you're like, they are so close to just being really good. And, it's, and then they're down 11 to one. And so you're like, eh, you know, maybe not wild. this year. Yeah.
0: It's wild because you think just of baseball markets, like Miami should be one of those markets where you have those players coming up from Central America, those islands there that, that convert to, they risk everything to come up to America and play baseball. And Miami should be one of those markets where, they have all those fans and, and stuff to build around, but they just have been pretty much a development franchise for everyone else. They traded Yelich away after he had an MVP. They traded Ramudo away for Sixto Sanchez, who was supposed to be a great pro- great prospect. Many Phillies fans thought it was a loss for the Phillies at, at the time, but he, he got hurt, which is unfortunate for them. But yeah, all, all their prospects now, I'm looking on their MLB.com uh, pipeline page. They have Max Meyer, who got hurt this year he made his debut he's supposed he's 23 he should be in the majors but after that they have a bunch of guys single A double A rookie ball so they're like still two or three years away if not more from contending and it's it's really a shame cuz Miami could be a good baseball market especially in a in a division with New York with Philadelphia with Atlanta doing well with DC even like those are looking in the NL East the teams that they have those markets should be big baseball markets, and it's just a shame that they're not.
1: Yeah, and I mean, they have they already have a starting pitching lineup of Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, Edward Cabrera, mm-hmm. Jesus Lizardo. Like, that is four damn good pitchers right there. I mean, yeah. Edward Cabrera, uh, what was it, Pedro Martinez said uh, Edward Cabrera is the best pitcher he's seen since himself. And, like, he called him a young Pedro. Like they have all of that with Max Meyer coming back potentially next year when he's back from injury and everything. Top to bottom, that's a pitching rotation that should just dominate people. And then they got Jazz, which, if you like baseball, you have to like Jazz. He's just yeah, exciting. He, he's, he's fun great. to watch if he can stay healthy. And then, I mean, Jorge Soler is really fucking fun to watch when he's healthy and playing baseball. When he's not healthy, eh, he hits the ball really damn far, which is cool. But <laughs> other than that, like they're they're so close. But, but do they it have Joey Wendell, or am I going crazy?
0: No, they have Wendell. Yeah, I, it's just yeah. it's just their lineup is is so bad. Like before these last two games, they scored six runs in in each win. They scored three runs or fewer in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten straight games. They have many games where they just. Failed to score whatsoever. I liked Jesus Aguilar, who they have. First of all, sidebar: I don't know why we're spending so much time in the Marlins here, but we are. I apologize. But yeah, they had Jesus Aguilar. They they DFA'd. Him. I think the O's picked him up. Garrett Cooper was a guy who could hit for some power before. He's kind of tailed off. Yeah, the Marlins are just they're Jazz Chisholm, who's out for the rest of the year, and not much else.
1: Yeah, like if if they could get even, I guess it'd probably take more than one. Good guy, but if they could get somebody solid just to come there in the offseason, I'm trying to muster up my prospect knowledge right now because I know they just drafted a dude this year who was electric as well. Let me let me look this up real quick.
0: Yeah, it's tough, though, because in Miami, as I said, like it, it should be a, a decent market for baseball, but even if they were to be competitive, I don't think they'd get Enough there to even fill the stands, or even half fill the stands. It's just guys, fans going down there uh, to Miami, be like, okay, let's check out Miami. Okay, let's let's go to a baseball game. You know, it's gonna be cheap. Even just people that live there don't really think about, okay, let's go see the Marlins game because they haven't had anyone. They traded away yellow. I didn't even mention Stanton. They traded away. You forget, like, he's yeah. a Marlin. You forget these guys were Marlins before going on to careers everywhere else. And you know, good for them. They won a few. World, world series in their their first uh few years there but since being moved to that stadium with that with that home run statue that has since been removed it's just been they've just been a complete joke of a franchise
1: yeah coolio watson is who i was thinking of that dude's an mm-hmm. uber athlete at shortstop but i think it's because there's so much stuff to do out in the miami area like out here in the seattle area i mean <laughs> seattle is one of those places like if you don't live here like, you're like, man, this seems like such a cool place to go. There's so much stuff down there, like mm-hmm. Boeing and Starbucks and all that. Like, it's a booming area. The space news seems cool, but then when you live around here, you don't go to Seattle because Seattle is a <laughs> shithole. And I mean that respectfully. It yeah. really is. And so, it, like, there's nothing else to do, really. So, like, when the team is good, everybody's like, hell yeah, we'll go get some $15 bleach receipts for the Mariners. <laughs> so we could buy a $10 beer. Like, absolutely. <laughs> in Miami yeah. you're like hey, we could go to the beach we can go to the club we can go do all this cool mm-hmm. stuff and I hear you're like eh, I guess I'll go to a game
0: yeah like before the season or even in season I'm always looking at like teams I can either drive to or do a road trip to try to try to expand my the teams and stadiums I'm seeing and like yeah Seattle's one of those teams like Detroit's one of those teams Cleveland but then you think about like okay do I want to go to these cities it's like not really. So it's like <laughs> it's trying to find. Uh, and even right now, I was going to mention th- this week with the Phillies. The Phillies are in a playoff spot. They're over 75% chance to make the playoffs on fan graphs, pretty much any, anywhere you look. But this week's the stadium was completely empty. Like there was some rain in the forecast for I went on Tuesday night. There was rain in the forecast. There was no rain delay. There was a few showers that came through. But the stadium was just empty. And, and it was, too, on Wednesday and Thursday. And that was a response of just the Phillies not performing well in the beginning of the month. And this is how they have been for the past few years here. They haven't made the playoffs in 11 years. But tonight I noticed Friday night they're uh, the game's not over yet. Hopefully I'm not jinxing anything. But they're up against the Marlins or against the Nationals 7-4 in the seventh inning. It did look a bit fuller here, as I saw. So hopefully that's picking up. But, yeah, these— it's these markets that just have teams that are consistently competing. Their, their, their fans get in the habits of going to games. But if you have one of these teams like the Marlins or like one of these teams and just kind of a weird market where it's like, OK, this team's kind of blowing up this year, but it hasn't been. It's like, OK, the fans don't know what to expect. They're not going to be like, OK, it's September. Let's go to a game. It's going to be intense. It's just, OK, l- let the team prove what they're going to show before we go and that's how it works and that's why the teams like the dodgers the astros the yankees the mets even the red sox when they're good they have the fan bases that expect to be able to show up to games and it'd be a fun time and it'd be a good game and And that's just not what it is in miami or among these fringe teams where it's like okay maybe they might make the
1: playoffs yeah like you have to have a team that has the ability to win and speaking of win if you're thinking of joining WinBet. Now is the perfect time. Uh, New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. It's perfect for kicking off the NFL season. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Wynn also has their first quarterback to throw five touchdowns bet. My money is on Patrick Mahomes this year, not only because I'm a Chiefs fan, but also because the Cardinals' corners are demolished. Like They hardly have anything. And the Chiefs are stacked with receivers, so Patrick Mahomes has a chance. And there's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
0: Yeah, and we got footballs back here, and the free roll football contests are here as well. The college football contest where we have $1,500 up for grabs, in the NFL contest we have $5,000, and a two-night stay at Win Las Vegas up for grabs. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com/discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/discord.
1: Man, you could do a lot with $5,000 into two nights stay ooh, at the win. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Put
0: it all on black.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's a good way to start your trip. Uh, and then also. The Elias Sports Bureau. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. It's been around for quite a while. Uh, If you're a stat junkie like me, it is a place that you have frequented quite often to get the most obscure stats you can imagine. Uh, But football fans, the NFL regular season is finally here. And as week one kicks off and you get ready to place your bets or lock in your fantasy team, you need to check out the Elias Game Plan app. The ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB that has everything you need to get a competitive advantage. Elias Gameplan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats. It's the Elias Sports Bureau, official statisticians of U.S. pro sports leagues, including the NFL. Their app le- lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and Elias key insights from their renowned research team. This app really is your one-stop source for player news and league-validated player stats and team records, expert game analysis for betting fantasy lineups each week and showing off your superior sports knowledge to your friends and coworkers and new features are available all the time, like player injury analysis and player impact reports, which can be huge when it comes to betting and fantasy tournaments. I've used it frequently in the past. Uh, I won my fantasy football league last year. Uh, A lot of it was based off the kind of the weird stats that I found. I shouldn't say weird, but you know, the the stats you would never think of, That Elias Sports Bureau thinks of all the time. Uh the offer, or let's see, NFL season is here, so don't wait. Download the Elias Game Plan app today. And right now I have a special offer when you subscribe. Get a 14-day free trial off a monthly subscription plan, but only if you use my promo code SGPN. Find Elias Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today, and use my promo code SGPN. Yes,
0: yeah, so oh, some some of the stats you might find there are, are who is the hottest players here heading into September over the past week or so. So let's get into that. Some of the, the hottest players here over the past week on, on Yahoo Sports Fantasy Baseball. I'm looking over the seventh-ranked player in the last week is someone we talked about last show, rostered in 28% of leagues, Elvis Andrus, still batting... Still batting leadoff for the Chicago White Sox. He has three straight two-for-five games, multiple RBIs in all three games. It's a home run in two of the past three games. He's kind of been on fire. He's rostered in most of my leagues that I'm in, but what do you think about Elvis Andrus atop the White Sox
1: order? I think he's perfect atop the White Sox order. He's got a solid on-base percentage. He makes excellent contact with the ball. He's kind of the quintessential... A player that you look for to lead off, and he has been taking full advantage advantage of it this year, especially in that lineup. Like that's a fairly loaded lineup, and to be able to get on base ahead of those guys has really helped him a ton. And plus, he's, I mean, he's making good contact, which is helping him a lot. I just got his baseball savant page pulled up right now. He's making okay contact. He's taking the he's taking advantage of the contact that he's making. Let's put it that way. That's a better better way to put it uh only a 3.9 percent barrel rate but that's slightly above his career average uh, which is three percent and i mean he's been a pretty solid hitter for his career so he's not
0: a, he's not a power hearder, though. So like that's not something you have to really worry about too much it's just him he's putting the ball in play and he's taking advantage of it
1: yeah which is something he needs to do. he doesn't strike out a lot which is awesome it, especially if you play in uh points leagues where them strikeouts can kill you yeah, I mean, 13 home runs, nine stolen bases, 50 RBIs on the year. i arguably the hottest player in baseball right now, not named Mike Trout. And so I think he's he's definitely worth a roster spot right now in the playoffs. I can't think of anybody else I would rather pick up besides him. I'm trying to pretend Large Newbar doesn't exist after <laughs> well,
0: he he we'll, must we'll, he must listen into, to the podcast. Into
1: that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think Andrews, Elvis Andrews deserves a spot. He's he's playing at the level that you look for uh, to be in, uh, like a decisive figure in your lineup when you're at this point in the season.
0: Yeah, exactly. Especially at a position like shortstop, where like after Bichette, Bogarts, uh, Correa, you don't have really anyone. Even Trevor Story, he's back now, but he's not hitting for as much power as Andrews is, and, and Marcus Semien as well. He's he's a guy who's been up and down this season you have elvis andrus here he's been great in the past week the past two weeks the past month even if you want to go that far hitting the top of the order he's gonna get his at bats he'll get hits he'll get on base he'll get his runs or at least he has been as the white Sox here push for the playoffs but yeah elvis andrus and then another guy we talked about last show his roster percentage has increased as it should be is o'neill cruz he's on a uh, six-game hit streak now, he had three hits in three of those games. He's just been killing the ball. So yeah, O'Neill Cruz is definitely another shortstop to watch out for.
1: Aniel Cruz might be my favorite player in baseball that doesn't play for the Mariners. He's <laughs> like he—it's hard not to like a six-foot-seven shortstop. First of all, that sounds like a video game-created player. Yeah, but like somebody that is that big runs that fast, hits the ball that hard, and just he makes it look so effortless too, which is nuts. I still I'm still dreaming about that home run he hit the other day off the front Ooh. foot he just line drived into the river. Like it was no big deal. Like yeah, I mean in the let's see, was it the last two weeks he's batting three twenty two, three doubles, three triples, four home runs, thirteen RBIs. The dude runs like his sprint speed's like thirty feet per second. Average exit velocity over the last two weeks of 97 and a half Ooh. miles per hour. That's absurd. Like he just, That's, good. That's good. He's playing like a man, against, a man amongst boys, even though he is the boy amongst men. Like He's looking like a 10-year vet at the plate at this point, which yeah, he, he struggled very much at first. He did struggle a little bit in the minors, but I think a lot of his struggles in the minors this year, at least to start the year, was kind of disappointment from not making the opening day roster. So I think that kind of got to him a little bit, but I mean, he's barreling up the ball this last couple of weeks at 24%. That it's hard to not love a guy that just hits the shit out of the ball. Excuse my language.
0: Yeah, no uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, absolutely. And, Looking looking beyond shortstop, I, I, I've been looking for, in, in one of my leagues, uh, I neglected kind of drafting top outfielders, which has come back to haunt me a bit because there haven't been too many depth outfielders to add this, uh, this August and September, but there are a few here. I mean, Eric Haas for, for Detroit, catcher-outfielder, I would pick up for a catcher more than an outfielder. I, I wouldn't trust him there, but... T.J. Friedel has been good recently for for uh, Cincinnati. Michael Michael L. Taylor for Kansas City. Lane Thomas even for the Nationals. So, who are you thinking here for the past few weeks or or the next few weeks as the playoffs heat up? Who are you looking to add?
1: uh that's a good question. I thought somebody knocked on my door. Oh. Oh. um, there's a few solid guys out there. Uh, I like Friedel a lot. I think he he offers a lot to your team. And especially, I like Eric Haas as well. He's got three position eligibility with outfield catcher and DH. And I don't, like, yeah, a lot of people, like, I know you in your one league, you don't roster a catcher. I
0: I, I, I do roster.
1: This year, I've rostered a catcher everywhere, but I have not in the past. I've kind of, like, in one of my leagues this year, I rostered two catchers. And I'm kind of digging it. <laughs> Who? Because it kind of. Uh, for the uh, most of the year I had MJ Melendez, or no, I started out with Salvi, got rid of Salvi, because he was struggling, and picked up uh, Haim from Texas, and then MJ Melendez got hot, Mm. so I picked up Melendez and kept Haim, and I kind of just been rotating him out, and it's helped with Melendez having the the outfield eligibility, too, which kind of reminds me of what Haas has going on. Haas has that Mm -hmm. outfield and catcher eligibility, so you can slot him in your lineup, and then when you're a regular catcher Got that day off, boom, you got somebody else to fill that spot instead of just having a hole. Yeah. But Haas has been hot lately. He's eight for 10 in his last two games before today happened where he went 0 for four, but he's eight for 10 with three home runs and four RBIs. It's exactly what you're looking for at this point of the season. Like somebody that can put up elite offensive numbers and counting stats and the sort of things that will help you get that win.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, I didn't mean to bring him up right now, but we we got to get to him here. We've talked about him every show so far. Uh, we hyped him up a lot, but Lars Nupar right now is just <sighs> he's not he's not getting any hits whatsoever. He's oh for his last. What's that? Uh, seven, he's oh for his last 22. He is 2 for his last 20, uh, 31 with two home runs. We mentioned you mentioned his his good matchups against Pittsburgh and against or um, possibly other Washington or Milwaukee. But he's been a guy who I have him on on most of my playoff teams and he just has not done anything. So I don't know. Do you think he's at a point where we can cup eight yet?
1: I don't want to say yes, because then that means all my my new bar love was for not. But. He is reaching that point just because you kind of you have to get the production, and he was so good for so long. And that Pirates matchup is so appealing, but damn it, if he's not getting, I, I want to say he's getting unlucky because his BABIP is like one thirty seven, but he's really not because if you look at his batting ball profile, batted ball profile, his line drive rate dropped all the way to eleven percent this last few weeks, mm-hmm. which is absolutely terrible flat ball rate shot all the way up to 42%. He pulls the ball 48% of the time all of a sudden. And his hard hit rate dropped to 39%. Like he's just, he's got, he's got all the talent in the world, but he's not even getting unlucky. He's just got a bad swing at this point. And I don't know what to, I don't know what the solution is. I mean, solid barrel rate, 14% launch angle, 13%. That's right where you want to see it. Just, Lars is not, he's not what I thought he was going to be. So, yeah, I think at this point, its he's worth dropping. I mean, that Pirates matchup is still kind of a juicy matchup. But well, we if that, you've lost faith that at on, this point... on
0: Sunday, I think, is just the, the last matchup, so... Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's rough.
1: You know, he can't win them all, and neither can Lars, especially at the plate. He can't win any of them at this point. So, yeah, he's... He's worth it, especially if you got somebody hitting well on your uh kind of like the waiver wires somewhere. I don't know where else you would look, but yeah, like I'm just so disappointed. Like, I don't even know say I'm so disappointed. Yeah, no,
0: he was... I mean, I I own him. I roster him in, in my all of my leagues, all my important leagues. And it's just it's the point where I have to drop him because he has not hit. In the past week, he hasn't caught kind a of hit since the first Friday in September. It, it was a home run, but overall in September, he's what one for 29, not including Saturday. He, he's not hitting well at all. That hurts it, my heart. It's unfortunate because yeah, he in in August in July even he was one of the good players there. He, we thought maybe St. Louis atop that order would be a good guy to get, get some counting stats, but it it, it has not come through. For us, So it, it might be time to cut bait on him, but there are some guys coming up, especially this week coming up with this kind of schedule disparity with hot hitters. So who are you looking yeah. at this week coming up for some guys to target maybe for either just this week or if they do well this week to, to kind of hang on the rest of the year?
1: Uh, well, let's see. I think this week coming up, doesn't Cincinnati have nine games this week? Yeah.
0: Yeah, there there was there was a post we got a shout out here in the fantasy baseball subreddit by uh SLO Jorner from two days ago, so Thursday. He pointed out that Cincinnati plays nine games. Cleveland, Miami, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, Toronto have eight, while Baltimore, Boston, Colorado, Milwaukee, the Yankees, Seattle, and Washington have five. So those top teams I mentioned: Cleveland, Miami, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and especially Cincinnati have eight or nine games next week. Those are going to be teams you want to kind of load up on, get those at-bats in there for hopefully win some counting stats.
1: Yeah, I, I think probably the main one for me right out of the gate is Kyle Farmer for Cincinnati coming up. Uh, I don't think he's owned all that much, only 25.5% in ESPN leagues, which means he's probably like 52% in (laughs) Yahoo leagues. (laughs) It is actually
0: only 26 in Yahoo, so it does line
1: up there. There we go. Which is surprising given
0: given how hot he's been.
1: Yeah, seriously. This last week, he's gone nine for 25, batting 375. Uh, He's got a double, a triple, two home runs, five RBIs. He's only striking out 16% of the time. Uh, He's doing exactly, again, what you look for for somebody off the bench. Counting stacks, extra base hits, not striking out a whole lot. And then he's got nine games coming up this next week. That's that's damn near two weeks worth of games crammed into one week for your fantasy matchup.
0: Yeah. Guys on 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 these teams with nine or having even seven games a week is an advantage. A team having nine is absolutely insane. Having eight is 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 a lot there. So having the, the Reds, you're gonna want to have a few guys off of them. Kyle Farmer has been a guy who's mostly hit well against left-handed pitching. So coming up, he's gonna face off against the Pirates, who I don't know if they have too many left-handed starters. But beyond that, he I mean he has nine games this week, doubleheader on Tuesday. But looking looking beyond that, I, I think someone like Jonathan India is a guy who was hyped up early in the year and has kind of been falling off a bit because he hasn't lived up to that hype. But at a second-base position, he's hitting 269 in the year. He's been hitting better recently, having a bunch of games coming up, including a bunch of home games at a ballpark like that. If he's available, he's rostered in 81% of Yahoo League, so he's probably not available in your league. But if he is and you need a second baseman, I, I would look at someone like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, for the month of September, he's got a triple, two home runs, six RBIs, only striking out 13% of the time, which is pretty damn good. And he's hitting 3.45. He's just, he's a lot of fun to watch. Early in the year, he had those injuries, which kind of derailed him for quite a long stint there. Kind of threw off his 2022 season. But, I mean, he's got the hair. He's got the the batting ability. He plays excellent defense. I mean, his. Exciting if you're a Reds fan, and he's exciting if you're a fantasy baseball fan for next week because nine games with him in your lineup with how hot he is right now. He's a guy that's shown in the past, like last year, that when he gets hot, he can stay hot for a fairly extended period of time. Like He feeds off the excitement and the hype, and there's not many people more to be more excited about or more hyped about right now than Jonathan India.
0: Yeah, and just looking through these, these other teams here who, who play eight or nine games. Um, Miami, we, we talked to them. They don't really have anyone worth adding. <laughs> Pittsburgh is really just on Cruz. cruise after that. Maybe uh, Michael Chavez, if he want to stream him against a left-handed pitcher, he's good against them. But besides that, they've all been pretty shitty, honestly, over the past two weeks. Um, Tampa Bay, they don't have a ton of guys. Uh, Yandy Diaz, if he's available, he's rostered in 63% of Yahoo leagues. David Peralta against a right-hander or Jose Siri against the left-hander could be a good streaming option there. I'm not sure. And we also have Wander Franco coming back. So if he's someone that's been dropped in one of your leagues, he was activated on Friday. He was three for five. He was one for four today on Saturday. So he's going to be a guy to look out for down the stretch here.
1: Yeah, Wander Wander has came back and looked like the Wander that everybody wanted him to be, or like the Wander that he was at the beginning of the year when he was batting like 500 forever. Kind of rough when guys like that end up dealing with these crazy injuries that take up a large chunk of their season because you really want to see what they can do when they play the the whole year. But now that he's back in ESPN leagues, he's owned in... 94 percent of leagues which i mean good for them i couldn't keep him for that long just because he was hurt i had him in one of my leagues and i had to drop him just because i couldn't deal with even taking up an il spot i like to keep guys i like to only keep guys on my uh my il spots if i know there's some timetable for when they will be back when it's guys that you just don't have any clue like it's not going to be soon. It's going to be later, and you don't really know how much later. I just tend to drop those guys because, yeah. I mean, if when Trout got hurt, I'm not going to lie. When Trout got hurt, I kept him on my eye. Oh, but that's because he's Mike Trout. Oh, yeah. So he they're,
0: they're, they're like just, it. There's a certain tier where like it's like okay, it's Mike Trout. It's a top top two round pick. You have to kind of keep him to see where they're at.
1: Yeah. Like other people like Wander, I did have him in a league, and after he missed an extended amount of time i was just like you know what i just i can't do this like when he comes back he'll probably still be on waivers so i'll just pick him back up when that happens mm-hmm. i missed him i didn't get him back but it's like you just sometimes it's not worth it to hold those people even though it seems like such a good idea it ends up messing you up for when you have somebody that goes on that short-term il that you can make a, a more advantageous play kind of put them down on your il for a week to pick somebody back up to reactivate him, it's hard when you've got a guy that's just on the IL for like three months, taking up that spot, and you don't know what to do. But yeah. I mean, Randy Rosarena, I, I know he's not hardly available in any leagues either. But I just want to <laughs> highlight him because he's been killing it too. You know what? Let's just let's just talk about everybody. Ninety-five percent of he needs yeah. to be talked about on the podcast. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's got six RBIs in his last six games couple three hit games. He's been one of my favorite players this season. The tequila's kicking in, so here we are, oh, boys. Let's talk about all kinds of players. He he's been probably the worst base runner in baseball this year. So many <laughs> stupid pickoffs and overrunning the bases and all kinds of shit that shouldn't happen at the professional baseball level, but he's going to end up being a 20-20 guy, probably a 20-30 guy at this point and 9 games next week if you have him in your lineup get excited because he's going to put up some crazy numbers next week. But also you should probably fade that because I also said Lars Newbar was going to <laughs> win you a fantasy baseball <laughs> championship and he's like for 22. So, you know, do what you want, but also like, he's going to be good. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Randy, that. Randy Rosarina, I, I have him in my keeper league where I need to win this week and I need someone else to lose to make the playoffs. So I'm probably not going to make playoffs, but if, if you have him, he's a guy that, Kind of flies under the radar as one of the top 50 players in fantasy baseball. He just contributes across the board. 19 home runs, 28 stolen bases, OPS over 800, average 272, putting up 76 RBIs, 62 runs. I mean, he's a he's, he's guy that hits in the middle of the order. He's going he's gonna to play a lot. He's going to get the counting stats. He might be a guy to target, you know, in, in DFS as we talk more about daily fantasy sports coming up here in in the uh, final weeks of the season after the traditional fantasy baseball playoffs conclude. So he's going to be a, a guy to watch. Even if you know he's definitely not available in your league, if he is, there's there's something kind of a lot wrong. But yeah, Tampa Bay is going to be among those teams to watch next this coming week here, the 12th to the. 18th, you got Cincinnati playing nine games. Cleveland, Miami, Pittsburgh, Tampa, and Toronto having eight.
1: Yeah, and speaking of uh, watching stuff, uh, if you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone Plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over a hundred, over a hundred channels. You heard that right, a hundred channels <laughs> of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to slash SGP. That's F U B O T slash SGP.
0: Yeah, and for all you sports bettors out there, I know you're already listening to the MLB Gambling Podcast, but I want to tell you about the best new way to increase your bankroll. It's called PromoGuide.us. At PromoGuy.us, you can get the biggest bonuses from all the best sportsbooks in the country. We're talking $1,000 risk-free deposits, insane odd boosts, and most importantly, the best analytics in the business. Plus, tons of free picks as well. PromoGuide.us is your guide to betting smart. Once again, that's promoguy.us.
1: Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a a fantasy league on there. I use mine for it. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new Over-Under game. Over-Unders integrated into fantasy, the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, but you can also do so through your Fantasy League's matchup screen. For example, Patrick Mahomes is your starting quarterback, and not only do you think you're going to win your Fantasy matchup this week, but you are also confident that Mahomes is going to hit the over 250 passing yards line. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in it. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Not only do they have the NFL, but they also have college football player props. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com SGP, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details.
0: You know, we mentioned those teams that are playing a lot next week, but looking at the teams that only have five games next week, which seems really low, and there's a lot of teams that have that. It's Baltimore, Boston, Colorado, Milwaukee, the Yankees, Seattle, and Washington. Who among those teams like, do you think might be might be decent to, to drop? Who do you think might be okay to drop and kind of cup eight on now that we're only a few weeks left in the fantasy baseball season?
1: My big one that comes to mind immediately is Devers. And I know that's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way because Devers has had an incredible season overall. But he's been so bad in the second half. Like I said in the last episode, uh, at one point he was on pace to be the first person in MLB history to be top five in WRC plus for the first half of the season and then bottom five in wrc plus for the second half of the season he has absolutely struggled today i know he went three for five (laughs) hit a grand slam it figures he would do that on the day that i'm going to talk about him but prior to today he had 11 total bases over his last two weeks 11 it that's just at this point in the season i say at this point of the season a lot but it's you can't have a guy on your roster that's having 11 total bases in two weeks. I think you for in points leagues, that's my favorite league type. I think he had like one point per game for the last two weeks. That is, that's not only droppable level. That's like droppable and forget to exist <laughs> level of fantasy player, but it's, it's Devers for the rest of like of all the people in the world to do that. It should not be Devers. And at this point, if I guess if you want to ride it out because, dang, he had a grand slam. Cool. But also, like, I'm dropping him because I can't deal with that anymore. You can't go based off name at this point of the year. You can't. That's going to get you in so much trouble. And the guy, you're going to end up matching up with the guy that goes off production and not off name, and he's going to blow you out of the water. But it's just, he's not worth it. I I know you're hoping that I would give you, like, some glimmer of hope, like... He's got some good matchup coming up, but no, he's just it, for him in this second half, it hasn't mattered if he has a good matchup coming up.
0: Yeah, Do you know who he else has struggled, though? No, no, I, I want to talk to Endeavors here because he he oh, has yeah. absolutely struggled here. Looking at his August numbers, he hit. 164 with a OPS of, of 515 in 26 games, over 100 at bats. So like it's not even a small sample size. He's he's picked it up in September and it did perform well here on Saturday night. But given the fact that he has five games in kind of a big playoff matchup week for for, for guys, and it's not he's he's not playing against some he's playing against the Yankees and then he's got the Royals. Um, the following week, Boston does play six games, two in Cincinnati, four at Yankee Stadium. So maybe you, you want to think about holding on to him there for two good, good hitters ballparks. But the Yankees are going to look to kind of lock up their playoff spot there. The Reds haven't been completely awful. They have a few pitchers, Lodolo, especially against lefties, who's been good. So you look at Devers as a guy, you know, he's he's a top twenty overall player for the season. He's a guy who I looked at trading for in my keeper league because I needed a third baseman. But looking at his numbers over the past few weeks, he he has not been good. So, given the week coming up, if if it's a tough matchup for you, he has five he has five games. If you want to pick up someone that has seven, eight, or nine games instead, trying to. To win your matchup, especially against someone that is better than you may not be you may not beat even with Devers on your team. Look to drop in. Look, look to pick up someone um that is going to have more at bats next week, especially or just someone that may have more to play for. And there are there's a good third baseman coming up here for uh, Texas, actually, Josh Jung. He had a home run in his first at bat on Friday. Oh, for two so far tonight on Saturday, but he has a doubleheader on Monday against Miami. What do you think about him for a fantasy baseball playoff matchup?
1: I, I think he's worth a look if he's still available in your league. He is one of those guys. I'm not sure his ownership. I'm gonna have to see what he's what percentage he's owned on ESPN. But he is one of those guys that was a really highly touted prospect. And he's coming up for playoff time. So they do tend to get a, a nice bump in ownership around right now. But that home run he hit, that was no joke. That was a, that was a pretty solid home run in his first MLB at bat, which is wild. And then he also stole a base, which I don't know how many people have followed Josh Young very much. But the man does not, he doesn't steal bases. Like he, I think he's got like, what, 10 this year in the minor leagues, 10 total. And then he ends up coming up and is all of a sudden one of 12 players ever to have a home run and stolen base in his first major league game. So I wouldn't get too overly excited about the steal because I don't think that's going to happen very often. But he has legitimate power. Like, he for the season, he's got 10 home runs in 32 games. Like, that's that's Not
0: not bad. 10 home runs.
1: 30 RBIs. Yeah, two, he had two stolen bases, including this one. So, not even 10. He's got two stolen bases in, on the year. But he hits for an okay average. He was kind of a, like a 270 hitter in the minors. But yeah, like he has legitimate power. And he's shown in his first game that that legitimate power transfers over at the major league level.
0: All right. Going back to the, those teams that have eight or nine games next week, we have the Reds who play a league-high nine games. I have two guys here I'm looking at, or I guess three, if you want to include Kyle Farmer, who plays the infield, third base shortstop, but two outfielders here, TJ Friedel and uh, Jake Fraley. They've both been great looking at their counting stats over the past two weeks. Friedel hitting 375, uh, Fraley hitting 342, both over a one OPS. They both have nine games next week, including a doubleheader against Pittsburgh early in the week. I, I mean, I have Fraley in, in one of my leagues. I'm looking at Friedel in another. What, what do you think about them? Are they guys that are just kind of taking advantage of the late season matchups? Or are they guys to maybe look at for this nine game week?
1: This is the first time today I get to talk about my Mariners. <laughs> Jake Fraley is somebody that is very good at taking advantage of lesser matchups. He did that very well in Seattle. He put up decent numbers there, which if you looked at it on paper, it made it seem like, hey, like Jake Freely, he could play some baseball. And that's kind of what's happening right now. But the reality is he's not I don't want to say he's not good at baseball because he's one of like 0.1 percent of people in the world that get to play (laughs) professional baseball for a living. But if you compare him to other major leaguers, there's a reason that he's starting for the Reds. He's not starting for the Yankees. He's not starting for the Dodgers. He's not. He couldn't even start for the Mariners when the Mariners weren't good. But he does a damn good job of taking advantage of those matchups later in the season against maybe some younger pitchers that get called up that are getting like their first, second shot in the majors or those lesser relievers that come in later in the game. He's the kind of guy that will hit a home run in the eighth inning when the team's down 10-0. Which looks awesome for fantasy, but in real life, it kind of doesn't really matter all that much. So, I mean, he's been decent. He's got five hits in his last five games. Two home runs. He scored four runs. It's okay. Part of it came against the Cubs, which just aren't a very good baseball team. He did it against Milwaukee, which was nice. In Milwaukee, that's a that's a solid team. I don't know who was starting the other day. The ninth, uh, that wasn't Corbin Burns. That was... Oh, that was the game Freddie Peralta pitched and then got hurt. Mm. So his relievers came in and look at that. Yeah. Boom, he hits a home run. But he's he's a okay guy. Uh Friedel, I'm gonna need your opinion on Friedel because I haven't looked Ooh. that much into him. <laughs> I need uh, you to let me know what's going on there.
0: Uh, yeah, Friedel's a guy who like I've looked at for for my teams over the past few weeks. He hasn't he hasn't played every day. I'm not sure if that's because of there's some rain and stuff, but in the doubleheader, he was 4-for-8 with two home runs. Since then, he has been 4-for-16, which is, isn't great. But, yeah, he has four games against the Pirates coming up, five games in St. Louis after that. So he does have nine games this week. I I, I feel I don't know if I feel bad or just weird recommending TJ Friedel as a guy to pick up for, <laughs> for your fantasy baseball playoff matchup because – I don't know enough about him, but based off his his limited time in the majors over this year and last year, you know, sixty-three games, he's hitting two seventy-eight OPS over eight. He he has decent numbers there uh this season so far. In August he hit three eighty six in forty four at bats, three sixty four in twenty two at bats, both OPS is over one. So maybe he is a guy he's Leading off for for, San, for Cincinnati over these past, past handful of games, going into the Pittsburgh, you know, maybe take a stab at him for, for the first half of the week. He has four games against Pittsburgh at home, so he should be able to have at least a few good pitching matchups there. And then after Wednesday, see how he's done there and maybe take a look at someone else for the second half of the week.
1: Yeah, and I mean, if you look at it from the points league side, he- His career, he only strikes out 13.3% of the time, which is super low. So there's not really a negative to adding him to your lineup in a points league. He's not going to come in there and just go 0 for 4 for four straight games with four golden sombreros. Like it's just that's not going to happen. So like, uh, even though it's the Reds, a guy batting leadoff for a team that's about to play nine games, (sighs) it's worth a flight he's going to get some at bats he arguably the most at bats in the league next week if he plays every game which we'll see if that happens but i mean i i don't see a total downside granted don't go drop i don't don't go drop freaking julio rodriguez to pick up friedel next week he plays more games it's bad and lead off like don't do that but like realistically if you have somebody that you're iffy about he's probably going to be better than that person Right. Per, like, no, yeah,
0: like, no, I, I was going to say I have a few other teams I want to touch on, but if there's anyone outside of these teams that play a lot of games this week, I, I'd love to hear who you're targeting for, for this upcoming uh,
1: fantasy baseball playoff matchup. Yes, please. Are you talking to me or are you talking yeah, to no. the
0: people? I'm, I'm talk, I mean, I'm talking to the people as well, but I'm talking to you. I mean, the people, if you have... Any questions or anyone you're targeting, please reach out to us on Twitter at SGPNFanBaseball or in the Discord at SG.PN slash Discord. You can find us there. But yeah, I'm asking you, Blake, who else might you be looking at before we get into some of these maybe lesser guys on better teams?
1: Uh, speaking of lesser guys on better teams, I want to take a shot at the Phillies because I don't get to do that very often. Uh, but, uh, man. man. Edmundo right. Sosa. I want you to fill me in on him. That dude is like um, the hottest hitter in baseball right now, and he is the first person on my list for people I'm looking for for next week.
0: No, just 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 don't do it. Save yourself from from what you're doing. <laughs> he's 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 not a good hitter. He he somehow has two home runs in the past week. He had a double that he sliced down the line, barely stayed fair. Um, I think his triple was somewhat like that. So he's not going to be playing. He played against right-handed start or left-handed pitching. Against the Marlins and Nationals, I mean the Phillies play the Marlins next week, so maybe do look at him if uh, look at him if you're in like a, a 14 team league or deeper or NL only. But besides that, I, I as much as I love the Phillies and Mundo Sosa is is very easy to love. I, I can't recommend picking him up.
1: You mean he's not going to go seven for eight every week?
0: I mean he might, but if he, if he doesn't, don't come at me. <laughs>
1: Gonna luck his way into it. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, all um, well for four tonight. So yeah, <laughs> maybe that's more of a sign of what's to come. Uh,
1: another one is Corbin Carroll. He's one of those top prospects that got the call recently, and he has been living up to the hype, especially this last week. He's an ESPN. He's only owned in eighteen percent of leagues, which equivalates, or equates just as made up a word on a fucking podcast. <laughs> To uh well, like thirty-six percent for Yahoo, but forty four home run and back to back games. Five for what was he five for ten with two home runs in his last couple games. The dude is fast. He's averaging three fantasy points per game on the year. He's just he was one of those guys that when he was a prospect, a lot of people said that if he ever got the call, he was going to be a major impact player at the major league level. And wouldn't you know it, he got called up and he has been. I don't like to call everybody elite, even though I throw that word around a decent amount, but he's been elite. Like he's fast, fast as fuck, boy. Just <laughs> to throw that shit out there, but like he's so fast and he's good at hitting to the gaps. He's got home run power. He plays elite defense. Like he's just. He's the kind of player at the outfield position that you can pick up and just run with for the next couple weeks. Just throw him in your lap; you didn't even need to pay attention to it. Just let him let him get the stats for you.
0: Yeah, he might be a guy that's rostered in higher percentage of leagues than you want, but yeah, he has had a home run in back-to-back games in San Diego and then in Colorado. He was not in lineup tonight on Saturday in Colorado, but he'll be back there tomorrow. Uh, has some home matchups against the Dodgers and Padres for this upcoming week he just play every, every day of the week. But those are two teams looking to make the playoffs. He may not get favorable matchups, but in deeper leagues, he's hitting, hitting sixth in the lineup. He's, he's a guy who is going to be someone to watch in upcoming seasons. And, you know, this season in September, there's no pressure on him. Arizona's not making the playoffs. There's no, you know, life or death. Okay. If you, if you don't perform, you're, we're going to miss the playoffs. So, Arizona Corby Carroll might be a guy t- to look at if you're in like a, a medium to deeper league if you need an outfielder. He he plays every day every day this week upcoming and he's been oh, what's that five for his last ten. So yeah, definitely take a look at him.
1: and his sprint speed, I promise I'm not over exaggerating. He is he ran thirty point five feet per second, which That's is, speeding in the school zone. Is that allowed? It it. Seriously. And he is literally ranked number one in baseball as the fastest player in baseball. And he has pop in his bat. It's the only other person or people, I should say, that have that kind of speed with some pop. is. I mean, this year he's got 20, 25 home runs this year, stolen 31 bases. He runs that fast. Guys like that are Julio Rodriguez, Mike Trout jazz chisholm that's about it like the list is very very small and so if you have the opportunity to get him in your lineup he's gonna put up some numbers like guys that are that fast and hit that well just don't really go silent for that long i mean look at Trout. he's he he was silent yeah. there for a bit now he's got a home run in six straight games
0: i don't know if you can i don't know if it's fair to compare anyone to Mike trout though honestly
1: it's not but it's fun
0: yeah, that's true. I'm trying to look at these like high preseason rank guys on Yahoo that are available in my, my biggest leagues. But I don't know if they're interested to talk about. We have uh, Whip Merrifield, who preseason rank was 37. Current rank is 679. Hitting 233. Uh, Ketel Marte, preseason 66. He's hitting 240. Nelson Cruz, hitting 238. 10 home runs. I thought he'd be a guy that hit home more home runs uh jesse winker somebody you might have something to say about hidden hitting, hitting 220 his oh. preseason rank is 109 what do you think about these guys okay here here's a guy that I, I was looking at picking up for my playoff matchup this upcoming week and i i was um i took a pause on him both morally as well as kind of upcoming matchups here marcelo zuna He's available. He's rostered in 44% of Yahoo leagues. He's available in all four of my leagues. What do you think about him for the upcoming upcoming matchup? He has three in San Fran and then four at home against the Phillies. Or three at home against the Phillies.
1: You said at San Fran.
0: Uh, I yeah at San
1: Fran. Uh, I like the San Fran matchup. Just because that's a decent spot to get some power going out there, which is kind of is it? about one of the only thought, things.
0: Is, is San Fran not more of a pitcher's ballpark?
1: It is more of a pitcher's ballpark, but, I mean, don't tell Jock Peterson that. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, like he's true. He has – they got deep gaps out there, so he's got the ability. I don't know. I'm just – morally, I'm not a big Marcelo Zuna fan. I know you no. can't really bring morals I, I, into – I can't pay fantasy sports, but no,
0: you, you absolutely can though.
1: Yeah, it's just if you're if you're <laughs> hurting for it and you you are the separate the art from the artist type of person, it he has some potential there to put up the numbers next week, but I just I don't think I could I couldn't recommend it.
0: Yeah, even separating everything, like he's been he's been decent for the pa- for the past week here against. Uh, Miami, Oakland, and Seattle. He's been what's that? Uh seven four nineteen, which is which is which is fine. But yeah, he's hitting bottom of the order. He's not gonna get like extra bats. He's not gonna get many run scoring opportunities. So if you're in a deeper league, he might be worth picking up, but I, I can't recommend it right now.
1: I can't either. And uh another guy that I couldn't recommend right now is Cattel Marte. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he's one of those guys that everybody drafted really high if you drafted him on your team, and that name probably hurts your soul to hear it <laughs> said into a microphone. But this last week, he's 0 for 16. He has scored a grand total in points leagues of 10 fantasy points over his last two weeks. He's got six hits, three RBIs, and no, no. stolen bases. He's He was a guy that coming into this year was supposed to hit for a good average, have some pop and steal you a good amount of bases. And all of a sudden he can't hit for any average, has no pop and just doesn't steal bases. So another one of those guys with the kind of the more uh, prevalent name recognition. But he shouldn't be on your roster. If he has been, I'm sorry, but he's not worth it these next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, and, and speaking of recommendations here, I, I recommend Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is the home of competition. bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. You know, we had Thursday Night Football. We had the Rams and Bills picking up there. You had NFL Survivor Pools, Confidence Pools, just Pick'em Pools, stuff like that. Kicking off, we have everything kicking off on Sunday as well. It's It's a very exciting time here. I be playoffs starting up, NBA, NHL starting up within the next month or so. So make sure you check out Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. And now we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official sports gambling podcast network, NFL Survivor Contest. Hop in now to reserve your spot. There's $500 cash plus a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store to the winner. Sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN.
1: And another place we've teamed up with is OddsTrader. OddsTrader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed best possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Uh, They deal in handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores, and bet tracking. Player statistics, key game statistics, projected game day weather, and their bet tracker allows you to keep records of all your game and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Odds the number one site for all your game day bets.
0: All right, so we talked about some some hitters here, but what what pictures are you looking up here for the this matchup coming up? It's gonna be most people's either first or second, or I mean it could be their their final matchup. For the playoffs here, but what guys are you looking at that might have two matchups against maybe some weaker teams?
1: I think probably my first one is Nick Pavetta. Uh, He's got a couple matchups this week. He's got one versus New York, one versus Kansas Mm. City. Going against the Yankees, they're such a weird team to try and predict how it's going to go because they were so good for so long and then they've been not so good. For so long. So it's kind of a tricky one. You don't know which Yankees team you're going to get. But uh, the game being in. I had to double check. In Boston. It kind of leads towards. Pavetta's favor a little bit. I mean the Yankees. The last few weeks. They strike out 21.7% of the time. Pavetta's not the biggest strikeout guy. About 86 Per nine innings and he walks a decent amount but he's a good innings eater 155 innings on the years 9 and 11 got that 429 era 424 x he's not necessarily a guy i'm going to recommend for like an entire year but he is an excellent streaming option especially in the playoffs when he's got that that dual matchup
0: yeah Pavetta has been a guy that i've been kind of hit or miss on basically since he's in his whole career, really, really, because he started with the Phillies. He's up in Boston now, but he, he still has that Phillies kind of stigma on him for me. And he has been good against against some teams. He's picked up a lot of strikeouts. He, I mean, he has 10, 11 strikeouts in, in starts this year. But uh, I'm sorry to say, but looking at his starts against the Yankees, he had allowed four runs in five and two thirds, six in three and a third, seven in four and a third. 'Cause it it's upsetting because I thought he'd be a guy I can be like, okay, I'll rely on him for a start or two in the playoffs. But knowing how he was with the Phillies when he wasn't that good and knowing how he's been against the Yankees, a good team, and that's a team he starts first against this week. He he he's one of the better two star pitchers this week just because he has Casey later in the week and he's been a guy that can strike out, out batters. But even with how shitty the Yankees have been i I would be cautious cautious with Pavetta given his history against them and just his overall history as a pitcher in the majors really but a, a guy I'm more looking at is uh Trevor rodgers he's for the Marlins you know his on the season his era ha- has not been good whatsoever it's over five and a half but he he's been better recently. He he pitched very well against the Phillies last time out. He had eight strikeouts in six innings. Um coming up this week, I don't think he is he has too many tough matchups. He has Texas on Tuesday in a or Monday in a doubleheader and then Washington at Washington on Saturday. Two teams that aren't aren't very very good and he's been a guy that can strike out, you know, about as many Case per nine around nine in his career, over nine. So I think I'd go Rodgers over Pravada, but I don't hate either of them.
1: Yeah, I don't hate either of them either. They're not like my most exciting matchups for next week. Most of those are guys that are like already way owned. But if you really need to stream, Rodgers isn't horrible. Four and 11 is rough on the year, but playing against teams like Texas and Washington, those are – Those are very winnable matchups. He's just got to get out there and throw some innings. I mean, playing for the Marlins is tough. We kind of touched on them at the beginning of the episode. (laughs) I can't imagine their players are super excited to be playing baseball still this year with how their season has gone. But you don't need them to be excited. You just need them to show up and perform. Mm -hmm. And against Texas and Washington, I think that can happen, especially – Texas strikes out quite a bit. They strike out 24% of the time over the last three weeks. And so in points leagues and category leagues, the the strikeouts that he could get in that game are going to add up. Washington doesn't strike out quite as much, only 19.5% of the time. But Washington also doesn't have that good of a lineup offensively. So... They're both advantageous matchups for him, and I think I probably lean more towards Rodgers than Provetta as well.
0: Yeah, I agree with that, and then, then there's kind of like a, a second tier of guys here. You got Eduardo Rodriguez starting against Houston and the White Sox, who, who are two good teams, but he's been better this season, as has uh, Chris Bubick, Bubich for the Kansas City Royals. He has Minnesota and Boston, so maybe look at look his way if you're looking for more win potential but i think Erod has been a guy who throughout his career has from from the Red Sox now to Detroit he has uh, quality starts in through his last three starts he has two wins in his last four starts Houston and and uh Chicago White Sox are not going to be too easy opponents for him but i think between Those two guys, also uh, Luis Sessa for, for the Reds, he's been stepping up recently. Between those three, they all start two times this upcoming week. I think if you pick up one of those, depending on what your matchup is and your categories are, you might be able to come out on top
1: there. Yeah, I think Eduardo Rodriguez is probably my favorite of the three. I mean, he does have probably the toughest matchups, but he did play... Against Houston this year, I mean, it was all the way back in May, but he did start against someone six and two thirds with only giving up one run, walked three, and struck out eight. So, like, he had a decent game, and that one's at the beginning of the year when Houston was really rolling. So, again, Houston and the White Sox is not the ideal matchups you look for in some of your trying to stream for the week, but he's he has the best track record of those three and i think i'd probably lean towards him
0: yeah i think there, there's not obviously there's not top guys you can you can stream for two starts for fantasy baseball playoff matches but i think there's a few guys there that you, you can pick and choose depending if you want strikeouts if you want quality starts if you want wins if you want ratios there, there's a few guys there that you might be able to pick and choose from being available in your league to give you that extra edge in the playoffs
1: yeah, and, I mean, speaking of giving an extra edge in the playoffs, Pujols just hit his 696. Oh, really? Home run. Breaking yeah. That, man, Break we, it on the pod.
0: We love to see yeah. it. I mean, he's a guy that, I mean, hopefully nothing comes out about him about about being on steroids or whatever. I know people say, like, his age is, is fake or whatever, but he's still hitting home runs right now. He could be 60 yeah. years old hitting home runs. I don't care. Get to seven hundred. I don't either. He's been one of the best hitters in the league over the past twenty years. He should be go down if if he truly. I don't think he ever did steroids. If he was never a part of that PEDs, whatever. Based on how he's been hitting and with how pitching has been during his career, I think he might be the best hitter of all time.
1: I uh, I completely agree. He's he hits for average. He hits for power. Arguably probably top five scariest hitters in the last 20 years for pitchers to try and face and it's just he needs to hit 700 if he hits 600 or if he hits 699 home runs and then just calls it quits i'm gonna be disappointed i hope people just he he, throw some meatballs
0: yeah he has to make it he needs four more in what like pretty much three or four more weeks Playing against the Reds and the Pirates, like they're gonna have enough pitchers where just the Cardinals should be able to cleanse a playoff spot. Hell, fucking bat him destined't him to hit or lead off. get him those extra bats, see if he can get seven hundred. I would love to see that
1: yeah, make it just make it one of the most exciting things that's happened ever in baseball because it is one of the most exciting things that's happened ever in baseball. And it's it's been one hell of a season for baseball. The Mariners are good. The Orioles are good. Albert Pujols is going to hit 700 home runs. And I think that's like the perfect place to end it. Yeah, end it on a high note.
0: Yeah, and end it on Albert Pujols is fucking 696. Just an absolute <laughs> missile there. to the left field and Pittsburgh. He's four away. St. Louis is up seven and a half games. It'll be eight by the time they win this game. Uh, their magic number is 16 down to 15 after this game. So, yeah, once they once they clinch, just bat him every game, four hole, three hole, if not just lead off and let him get there.
1: Oh, yeah. Make it happen. All righty, Ryan. It's been fun as usual.
0: Yeah. Where can everyone uh, find us and, and find yourself?
1: Uh, again, they can find us on the SGPN Discord. Me and you are both in there quite frequently, and they can also find us on Twitter at SGPN Fan Baseball. Uh, and you can find me on there as well at Balake B U H H L O C K A Y E.
0: And I'm your co-host Ryan Gilbert. You can find me on Twitter at R Gilbert SOP. And
1: yeah, we'll see everybody next time.
0: Peace.